Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Prosperity by the Pint. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, charter financial consultant, some other designations, but mostly I am a self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. The beer of choice this week is something nice, smooth, and easy. Uh, I'm sorry to my uh, friends that are craft uh, craft beer buffs like myself this is not one this is uh made by Modelo. this is the cerveza this is not the cerveza it is a cerveza it's the Modelo negra cheers mm, that is good that is good this week's episode i i keep coming across some stuff that makes me want to do this episode my my brother encouraged me to make sure to, i do a positive light so i'm gonna do my best is is this episode is about bad financial actors, which there's a lot of bad financial actors, financial advisors, experts on there. Every morning on my car ride to work, I listen to CNBC and I listen to advertisements. They're essentially trying to sell gold and, and timeshares and different stuff to, to, to elderly people. And it's just, there's a lot of bad financial advice out there. There's a lot of bad financial actors. To be fair, there's a lot of really good ones too. There's something like 70,000 CFP members, most of which, all of which are held to a fiduciary standard um, that have the credentials, qualifications, education, and experience to, to give really good financial advice. But there's some bad ones out there too. And it's, it's an industry that has has allowed itself to uh, be dominated by salespeople for the longest time. There's nothing wrong with making a sale and making a commission. There's a problem when a sale creates a conflict of interest so great you're putting somebody's personal life savings at stake. So when I say bad actors, I'm not talking about the guy out there running a Ponzi scheme. We all know they're bad, and and they come in so many shapes and sizes and different schemes. I, I can't talk about. I just don't have the time to talk about that. But. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about the person that's a broker or advisor that's doing a poor job by their clients. And so I'm talking about unethical salespeople, advisors that charge too much in fees, or, or dishonest or unqualified advisors. And so what I wanted to do is not to, to do an episode to disparage these people. I wanted to do an episode to educate you on what you need to look out for and how you make sure that you're hiring a good financial planner, financial advisor, and, and make sure that you're hiring somebody that aligns with your values and, and morality for what a person that's in this profession should look like as I sit here and drink a beer. <laughs> Cheers. For purposes, I'm not drinking a beer to get drunk. I'm drinking a beer to share the beer with you guys so we can have a mutual experience. Um, what you have to understand is the majority of my industry, the financial advice industry is sales, right? So and, and as I mentioned, sales equal commission, commission equals a conflict of interest. And I just don't think that structure should be somebody quiet their dog. Um, and so there's different co commissions on different products. The biggest thing being is if I'm looking at, let's just say maybe a client has a million dollars uh, to invest and another broker out there is trying to sell them a variable annuity and they, they talk about all the pros without talking about all the cons. It might sound like a good deal at that time. Uh, the broker might be making a 6% commission. On another hand, the broker might be able to sell the person A shares. And if you have a million dollars and you buy A shares, you're not going to pay an upfront load in most cases. And so you're luck talking about you know a 0.25% commission. So you have two products. Both are able to get the client invested in, in markets or, or different structures like that. And one's going to make them a, you know $60,000 and the other one's going to make them $2,500 a year. Now, that's a problem. That's a major conflict of interest. If, if a broker is looking at that and saying, if I make this sale, 
I can send my kid to college without student loan debt. And the other one's looking at it and saying, if I do this, I can make my, my, my quarterly tax payment. You know, it, it's, it's a problem uh, that there's that much of a conflict of interest. And so you have to look out for you and how you look out for you in this scenario is making sure that, that you, you are asking the right questions. So the first thing I'll tell you is, and I'll come, I'm going to actually, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to talk about the things that you should ask and the things that you should do. But first I want to give some more examples real quick. So some brokers, I will tell you, are, are selling stuff that, you know, bad products, bad investments, and they just don't know any better. Uh, a lot of broker dealers, uh, tend to hire people fresh out of college, um, and they put them on a training program, a limited sales training program, and they tell them to call 100 of their friends and families and make an appointment and they take a manager or a senior advisor with them and they basically, they, they try and find products to, to place there. And that person, that young kid out of college doesn't know what they're selling or what's being sold to their aunt and uncle. They just don't. Uh, and, and so, and you as the aunt or uncle might want to, you know, buy some investments to them. Cause you know, maybe the flagship company flagship company is a reputable name and, and, and you want your niece or nephew to succeed and that's fine. Except for when it, when it harms your personal financial situation. Um, and so you're looking at these kids fresh out of college, a commission only sales job, and they don't understand the products. It's not their fault. Uh, 90% of them end up failing in the first three years. That's a major problem in this industry. Um, and so what you end up with is, you know, sometimes it's inexperienced. Sometimes it's people that know better that are just bad people. And, and I'm, I'm a person that's an optimist. I like to think most people are inherently good, uh, and we're inherently trustworthy most of the time. Maybe that's foolish of me, uh, that, and it's just the bad stuff that overwhelms us. But there are a lot of brokers out there that have been doing this for for uh, decades, and they still are peddling and selling over you know too expensive of products, or they're charging you know two percent you know management fee on mutual funds and things like that. It, it's it's those types of guy, people that give the industry a bad name. So this is how you protect yourself. So preferably hire a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. It's the most well-known designation in the industry. It has very rigorous standards. It's essentially the industry benchmark for fiduciary responsibility. Um, so CFP is a good start. Similar other designations are great too, like CHFC, uh, CFA. Those are all great designations. Those people are going to be held to a higher standard. They have a reporting body that they have to answer to in addition to the federal government uh, or state governments, which is the CFP board. Uh, preferably a fee-only RIA. An RIA is a registered investment advisor. They are held to a fiduciary standard as well. That's what Financial Strategies Group is. I just think then you're dealing with a situation in which your person is not presenting the product based on the commission that they'll make, but what they believe is going to be best for you. Fire your big bank. For more, for more on that, see episode uh, five. But honestly, then you're dealing, when you work with a bank financial advisor, you're dealing with a huge institution. Uh, you're dealing with an institution that doesn't know you on a personal level. And you're dealing, frankly, with an institution that might have that advisor transferred to another branch three months from now. So you're not going to build that interpersonal relationship. And I just have a major distrust of big banks when it comes to how they deploy their products, their fees, their transparency, their everything. So fire bank, um, ask your advisor or broker how they're compensated. And if it's commission, not all commissions are bad by any means, but ask them how much the commission is. And if they get really uncomfortable, that's probably a huge red flag. I'd watch out for that. Um, 
make sure that there's some experience there. Now, I want younger advisors to be able to get up and off the ground as well. But my, my main issue being is if somebody doesn't have enough experience or is not sitting there with somebody else that has enough experience is not going to have necessarily the, the knowledge to deploy the right, right products and services for you. Um, check the firm's broker check. So there's a website, FINRA broker check, which allows you to essentially look up an advisor's, um, um, record and see if they have complaints and bankruptcies and different things like that. So check their broker check and that'll give you a snapshot of the regulatory record and then check the broker check of their, their hiring firm, right? So I have a broker check, but also so does financial strategies group, the company I work with, work for work own, whatever, however you want to look at it. And so, I, I mean, I've come across brokers with clean records, but then the firm that they work for has a very spotty record. So that's something to kind of watch out for. In fact, one of the big banks that, uh, that, that I'm not going to mention their name, but they were bought by a, blank, a bank that, uh, that's, whose logo is red, white, and blue during the 09 crisis. And their, their violations are like something like 1,600 regulatory violations on their record. It's like, are you kidding me? Do you guys supervise anybody? So just watch that. Check broker check. Look into the advisors. Ask a lot of questions. Um, and, and, you know, make sure that you're, you're hiring an advisor that not only is going to be transparent for you, with you, but also do for you what's in your best interest, not their best interest. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Prosperity by the Pint. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you listen, that's where we are. Cheers.